Hello, this is a pre-show announcement. Um, this episode is Evan and I, uh, no Marcel again, but I apologize in advance for some of the sound quality. I had the microphone a little too close to my mouth, or to my nose actually, so periodically uh, here and there throughout the episode you'll hear some heavy breathing because the microphone is literally under my nostril so it's so I'm breathing and it kind of uh, it's a little bit annoying it doesn't happen throughout the entire episode but it periodically sprinkles here and there so I apologize in advance and uh, I will not make that mistake again trying to edit this it was a nightmare because of it so I apologize profusely it will never happen again um please enjoy the show sticking around on IMDb looking at Lost for some reason and all the people who were in it. Fuck that show. I know. Fucking, I don't know how many hours of my life lost to that shit. Yeah. I, uh, I hated the fact that uh, I hated Damon Lindelof for a long time because of that show. Because the show went nowhere and then I remember distinctly hearing, like, he's good at building worlds, but he's terrible at wrapping it up. And yeah. uh, and uh, I hate it when it, people were guessing that, you know, what was going on, all the theories. And he I remember seeing an interview. He was asked, uh, are they dead? And he's like, no, they're definitely not dead. And they were just in purgatory. <laughs> so they weren't they dead. Were dead. They were they dead. Were dead. I was like, "Fuck you! You didn't have a you didn't have an end game." So I was so angry, and the show went nowhere, you know. But yeah. um, he and brought I me b- this lost fallacy. It's he, like I watched this much of it, gonna finish it. Yeah, I just I dipped out after season two, and then um, I. Check back in to see how it ended, and I was like, "Yeah, this is exactly what I thought." Fuck this show! But then he totally got me in. He got me back with uh, the Watchmen series on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. It had an end, had a middle, a beginning, and an ending, and it it was strong the entire way through. It was genius. It was genius. I don't know if you watched it. I, I thought it, it is fucking phenomenal. And even it's one of the first thing it opens. During the, um, it's a legit sequel to the Watchmen story, mm-hmm. but it, it opens with um, the Tulsa, the Tulsa massacre. Oh, and most yeah. people don't even acknowledge it. It was just so weird. I knew about it as a kid, but so many people that was their first time. Even that was like, you know, is this real? Does this really happen? And, and they had to look it up and find out. Yeah, absolutely, it did happen. It kind of brought the brought that yeah, we to that. light <laughs> yeah it was like i remember talking at work to people who didn't think didn't know that was real it's like yeah there was a time where there was a thriving black you know they, they did exactly what white folks are always back they were always to pull yourself by your bootstraps no handouts even though they didn't were asking for handouts they totally built a sufficient town that was thriving in fact much better than the white neighboring town and uh, they trumped up some false accusations to have an excuse to burn it to the ground. Yeah, that's exactly. And and kill over, but not like that. And kill over a hundred people. Mm-hmm. 
his uh, and he that was the very that's how the that's how the show opened with that telling of that story. That it was like, did, did people think it was like something made up for the show? Well, yeah, I, yeah, I learned about it like I don't know. 10, 12-ish years ago. because you know, Yeah, we should have learned about it in school, but we didn't. Well, yeah, but um, that, that's one good thing about the conspiracy world is that they'll talk about things that have happened in history that don't get talked about. Right. Well, so I think I a, a big part of it was, you know, these the, a lot of white people that, that didn't believe this happened until they had it in their face. There's the same people that try to make the argument that uh, slavery wasn't was all about states rights not about slavery even though the state it was the state right to own slaves so well, yeah. there, there were other states rights wrapped up in it that they were worried about but yeah that oh, are you life. fucking kidding me that doesn't hold a candle to the fucking major uh, yeah free fucking labor is what it was about yeah you can't build an empire on 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 being fair you Every it was the it was the right to own slaves. That was yeah. the number one reason. So I don't even want to hear that bogus argument that you oh there's other that. things you know that took it. No, no fuck you. That argument. <laughs> Just want to make sure. <laughs> want to put that to bed right now. Because <laughs> yeah. they're um, all for states' rights until it's like well, we want to keep abortion legal. Well, that's that's this argument. That's that's today. We're having yeah. that, you know, we're trying to, you know, uh, the powers that be are trying to turn the clocks back. Which is weird. They want, they want it to I, be 1950. They want it to be the good old days. Don't, don't they want, don't they want to get more of us off the planet so they have a nicer playground? I mean, I thought. No, they got to repopulate because, you know, at the rate that things are going, uh, even though white folks don't, there's, in the world there's less of them but in this country they still are the majority but you know about 20 years that that might change and uh a way to slow that down is if we uh you know they've been trying to kill abortion for about 30 years well since roe v wade they've been trying to kill they've been slowly systematically trying to shut it down and now it's uh it's you know in the forefront once again like it's you know the 1960s, so here we are. History repeating itself. The, the, one, the one argument I saw that I found compelling was uh, millennials, are, millennials and younger aren't having enough kids and they're going to run out of consumers. Oh, jeez. To keep their little, uh, to keep the, the, the rich people rich. Like, eh, I'm not saying that's what's happening, but I could see that as maybe a side benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Let's get on with it. It's an entertainment podcast. Hello. Hello. I'm, I'm Damon. And I'm Evan. And this is Black Nerd Radio. 
Uh, still no Marcel. Uh, you know what? He'll get here when he can get here. Uh, he was supposed to come last week or the show or come to the show last week, but you know, until then we'll just, we'll just, we'll just keep going. He'll, he'll, he'll get better until then we're, we got our, our, uh, guest host, Evan, and, uh, we're back. <laughs> I, I wish, I wish Marcel a speedy recovery. Not that I don't enjoy doing this, but it's increasingly, uh, incorrectly naming the show. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, um, we're just, I just want we, I've been watching a lot lately. So we'll, this, this show is mostly going to be what we've been watching, which is fine by me. But I had a question. Did you ever want, get, get to go a few weeks back? I was like, oh, actually, at this point, it's over a month ago. Uh, you were talking about going to see um, The Godfather in the theater that was playing at the Kiggins. Did you end up going to that? I never, I never did. I, uh, uh, other things got in the way, so I did not get to see The Godfather on the big screen. Because mm. um, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm sure I've shared it on the podcast before. I wasn't a huge fan, right? Um, but uh, I need to give it. A, I need to give it another shot. And having, uh, being able to see it on the big screen, probably, you know, a better, acquit uh, itself better on the big screen than that. On uh, TV, but uh, I, I will watch it and, and I, will, I will give it another shake, so to speak. Okay, fair enough. But um, like I said, it was a very, very uh, heavy couple of weeks of what I've been watching. Uh, so we're going to probably live in this area uh, for the for most of the show. But I'll start off with. You did a review of The Northman uh, about um, uh, maybe three shows back. And I finally, uh, like the very next week, actually, I I finally saw it. And I really, really liked it. I can see how some people may be turned off, though, because, because the trailer, I wouldn't say the trailer is misleading, but it's a little misleading. It's not like action packed like you would think it would be. And uh, yeah. but I thought it was very good. And it was weird because some of it it was really steeped in North mythology, North, and and it was kind of like um, you know it kind of you know at the risk of sounding uh, silly, it or, or contradictory, it a little bit steeped. And how it really was back then, because oh. you got like you had your Vikings; they would basically rape and pillage, and then take slaves, and then sell said slaves, and then move on and just keep doing that. That was their business, was just grabbing people from places they never been, and enslaving them, and raping and killing them, and stealing all they all their goods. Yeah. And uh, but it was uh, I thought it was very it was kind of steeped in that realism, but at the same time kind of holding the north north and mythology as if it was real especially like yeah. um you know Skarsgård's character uh basically he you know his dad was uh victim to his uncle killing his 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 father his so his uncle's killing his brother and to take the throne and he's a real piece of shit but then again 
if you think about it, his dad's kind of a piece of shit. I mean, because they, they, that's what they do. They oh, do. Yeah. He just had done to him what his family did to other people. There are no, there are no good guys. Yeah, there are no good guys in this. Actually, I, I guess you could argue that Skarsgård kind of is, but... or, or at least at the very least, the love interest that was played by, um, um, what's her name? Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, she's an innocent in this, but, um, but you know, she was like a witch that actually could do witchy stuff, like control the wind so they can sail away fast and what i thought was kind of cool which i was not expecting is the story ends literally at he's you know there's always you always see it in these movies these swords and sandals movies you know i'll see you in hell but the battle is finished on the gates of hell and i was like i was like and the the victor goes to von Halle. i was like that was kind of cool that was kind of cool yet the whole movie felt authentic you know 90 million dollar budget really yes that's as as epic as this is that's kind of low to be honest yeah because the movies of this magnitude are usually well nowadays into 200 million yeah you know? well but robert egger i think robert eggers knows how to get the most out of visuals i mean i haven't seen any of his other stuff but right. I've seen, you know, I've seen think pieces and I've seen clips. And I mean, he is obviously an incredibly visual storyteller. Oh, yeah. And, dude. So, you know, if you see million to him is 120 million to somebody else or something. Right. Uh, well, uh, I've seen the I've seen The Witch, which is a movie that had to be had to grow on me because I didn't like it out the gate, but I kept thinking about it. And I was like, why am I always thinking about this movie that I don't like? So I revisited it. And honestly, it was because I was sold a different movie in the trailer than what I, so I went in with this expectation. And when I went, when I revisited it and let that go, I ended up liking it a lot. I ended up like buying the movie later. Uh, um, It's, but you know, like this beautifully shot, just even if you didn't like the story, just looking at it, everything's framed so perfectly, and it's such attention to detail. And uh, and the lighthouse. I don't know if you've seen the lighthouse. No, uh, I I would that, like to. You should. It's. I think it's on. I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's just a I'm, fucking crazy movie. And uh, but it was uh, it was equally it was just a different movie. It was good though. But I really liked the Northman. I really did. I will probably buy it when it's available on Blu-ray and add to my collection. Oh, this makes sense. He was a production designer before he was a director. That totally makes sense. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Or no, I guess it was at I guess it was at the same time. Yeah, because his first his first directing credit is a video short Hansel and Gretel in two thousand seven and he was production designer on that. But he has sixteen production designer credits and six director credits. So and three of those are shorts. Oh, and some very subtle but crazy cameos, like by um, um, uh, William Defoe and Bjork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like very cool. It was very cool. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So uh, we'll just go tit for tat. Uh, what about what? What is there anything in particular you watched that you well, liked? Okay, the, the, okay. First, I have to talk about the thing that I watched that I didn't like. Oh, let's hear it. Um, cause I, I know I've complained to you with at least a little about the pentaparate. Yes. 
So this is the Mike Myers, Mike Myers uh, series. Yeah. Based on, on Netflix, right? On Yes. On Netflix and based on a throwaway joke from, so I married an ax murderer. Um, really? Yes. So, okay. Uh, I, I remember enjoying, so I married an ax murderer, but I was also like the laser target demographic for that movie. I was a 19 year old kid. I just discovered the beatniks. And <laughs> so, so I remember enjoying it, but that's another one I need to go back and rewatch and see if it was uh, any, anywhere near as good as I thought at 19. But, um, and as everyone knows who's listened before, I am a fan of conspiracy theories. Don't necessarily believe all of them, but I'm a fan of them. I find them entertaining. So right. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I've liked other Mike Myers stuff. I've hated other stuff. The Love Guru. I'm looking directly at you. God, that was a giant hunk of shit. But um, anyway, so I was like, okay, I'm going to watch the Pentagram. I'll, I'll just watch the first episode and see how I like it. So I watched the first episode, and I hated it. <laughs> hated it. I got one laugh, and it was delivered by uh, by Maria Menounos. Yes, that Maria Menounos that annoys you for the 20 minutes before the movie starts. Yes. Yes, but she she had the only joke in the whole thing where I laughed. You know, and I can identify jokes. I know <laughs> I'm not missing the joke. <laughs> there just weren't any jokes that actually made me laugh. So I was like, okay, this was fucking terrible. I am going to watch all of it. Don't ask me why. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I just I wanted I wanted to see like is it is it shit all the way through? And it's only six episodes. I think it was like six half hour ish episodes. So it was only three hours of my life. But I was like, nope, I'm watching the I'm watching the rest of this because I want to see if it just stays this shit. And it did. I laughed three times in the entire thing. I was counting. And not that it was hard. Um, but uh yeah, it just uh it's Mike Myers playing fucking everybody. He's like I want to say about seven different characters in it. Um the funny people that are in it aren't funny. Like Keegan Michael Key is in it, and he's not funny. Kim Jong's in it, and he's not funny. And oh it's man, just, yeah, it's fucking awful. And I, just, I, oh, I'm so pissed. And but I, I still watch the whole thing. So he gets he gets the credit on Netflix, whatever their algorithm. Oh, somebody watched the whole thing. What do you know? I mean, Jeremy Irons does the intro, and you know it's 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 Jeremy Irons doing the intro as Patrick Stewart is to like American dad or oh, okay. you know, serious British actor doing funny kind of thing. Um, even that wasn't just the concept. I was like, Oh, Hey, it's Jeremy Irons. And he's saying words like bollocks and ha ha funny, I guess. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's fucking terrible. And if anyone wants, if anyone wants to watch it, uh, please don't. That's my, <laughs> That's my, that's my whole uh, that's my whole spiel on it. I, I, oh, I don't even man. have any good. I don't even I don't even have any good jokes about it. Like it's just, uh, yeah, fuck, it was so bad. That's too bad. That's disappointing. Yeah, I had, I had I was had high hopes for that, and I had it in my queue, hoping it was going to be good. I, I'm not I'm not saying you might not enjoy it, but uh, oof, was not for Evan. And I, again, I should have been the target fucking demographic, right? I mean, like. Mm-hmm. Come on, spoofing conspiracy theories. Hit me. 
I'm an easy target. Nope, nope, missed. Speaking of conspiracy theories, did you hear the latest about, um, I want to say, what is his name? Aaron Salter Jr. He was one of the 10 people killed in the Buffalo shooting. He had, um, was yes, waiting I for the patent. It, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's waiting for the patent on his his video footage of him, him doing it. He had made a hydro car, a car yes. that ran completely on water. And I don't know if you remember the last guy that had a hydro car. He just that you know that was going to change the the auto industry, uh, basically turn it on its head. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Stanley Mayer. Yes, he also died mysteriously too, when he was about to, you know, uh, debut his hydro-powered car. Anyway, uh, this guy was just waiting for the patent on it, and it was good to go. And now the the big conspiracy is that his murder was, you know, staged as a hate crime to, for you know, for all these uh, these uh, people, or you know, the mask. That's who the target was. Because he was about to, you know, and I, I'm not, I'm not saying. Here's just crazy about this conspiracy theory, and I guess that's the whole point of conspiracy theories. There's some conspiracy right. theories that are just completely ridiculous. Sure. And then there's some like this that you're like, well, I would not put it past our government to do something like this, or big uh, companies to do something right. like this. A corporation. Corporations yeah, to do something like this. Definitely. This is not. <laughs> it, it's not. It's not implausible. Right. Especially if they're, you know, literally trillions of dollars on the line. Yeah. You know, that, maybe not all at once, but over time. Yeah. Trillions of dollars on the line. So, um, you know, yeah. And that and that's the thing, you know, like I say, I don't I don't subscribe to most conspiracy theories. I enjoy them. But there are things that make you go, wait a second. What are the chances? Mm hmm. The opposite of a conspiracy theorist is a coincidence theorist. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a coincidence that he happened to be doing that right at that time. Weird. Hmm. Just like the Weird last enough. guy that was doing something similar years ago and yeah. died mysteriously just before <laughs> it was about, hmm, you know, and what you already know about what what, you know, the power, big corporations and the government and what they've done in the past. It's sure. like it's like fuck, that I I want to just write it off as hogwash, but <laughs> That's God nuts, damn it. God not. damn it. That's so plausible. <laughs> it's like, I can totally see that happening. Yep. So this is interesting, but I didn't want to bring it, uh, bring it down with, with real shit, but I just couldn't ignore that when you were talking about, uh, you know, conspiracy theories. Right. All right. Um, what, what, what's, what's your next? Well, uh, <laughs> here's a movie I knew was going to be garbage. Uh, but um, Firestarter. Okay. Now my I, daughter I knew it was coming, but I, I didn't know it was out. Now. Oh, it's already run its course. It, oh, okay. You know, it's probably got another two weeks before it's out of theaters. Okay. Well, I probably say another week if I'm being honest. The window is very short now. It's 45 days or less. Um, hell. Um. Um. So here's here's the thing. My daughter is very much half me, half my ex-wife. And okay. I say that with, she's very, you know, she's very book smart. Uh, she's very savvy. 
and she shares my love of movies, but she's not very, she doesn't really particularly share my love of horror. She just has her mom's side where she just, you know, my ex-wife, like um, Heather, she's like, you watch an episode of Law and Order and there's an uncomfortable conversation and she's looking for the exit door. You know, she's looking to get out of there because she just can't sit with that tension. My daughter gotcha. has a little bit of that. Okay. So I was surprised when she, you know, told me she wanted to see Firestarter. Now, uh, you know, it's rated R, but I've already shown her rated R movies that I thought she can handle. And she ended up liking them quite a bit. Like she liked the very first Terminator. I showed her Terminator 2. She liked it a lot. Uh, we watched a couple of zombie movies, you know. Yeah, nothing with a lot of sex or even a lot of gore, but she likes. She's so funny. She likes to read horror movie horror books, a light horror, but but she doesn't like the you know. She's just kind of hard to watch it. Anyway, when she said she wanted to see see this, I was like, oh, this is my end. You know, it's kind of horror adjacent, and she wants to see this. You know, maybe I can kind of groom her to like more horror stuff. So. I was like, I know this is going to be a shit show. I had zero interest in seeing it because I wasn't a big fan of the original. It was kind of not great. And uh, shocker, I have not seen the original. Well, it, it, it was okay. And they took some liberties. And the book is better, but the book isn't really good. I'm not a big fan. I'm a big Stephen King fan. I've read so much of his stuff and digested so much of his stuff, but. The Firestarter book is not one of my favorites, and it 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 really does feel incomplete because okay. he's real big. It, it, that's kind of a trope with Stephen King. A lot of times, it's almost like he's wrote this. He laid out this great book that's great to follow, and late in the eleventh hour, it's almost like someone's in the background going, "Hey, we're gonna go. Are you gonna finish that book so we can leave?" So he's like, "All right, all right, all right. Give me twenty minutes." And then, he, then that's what it seems like. Well, a lot of his books do that. I mean, not all, not all, but a lot do that. It's almost like, fuck, he just wrapped this up in like 20 minutes. It's just, that's what it feels like. Anyway, so we go, and it's what I thought. I mean, they do some things better. I mean, like, I don't know if you know the story, but uh, basically uh, these two college-age people, young adults, uh, go get decide to be part of this uh, program that does uh, they're doing testing on people and okay. the, the, the this company is uh, not giving all the information of what this does and it kills a lot of the people but some people walk out of the other end with like abilities the father has the ability to kind of plant ideas and thoughts in people's heads like he killed a guy like when uh, his wife was threatened he just told the guy that he's going to forget how to breathe. And the guy just suffocated because he didn't know how to breathe. You know, he can do that. He has that ability to do that. And the wife is a telekinetic or telepath. She can like, you know, move stuff with her mind. And, and uh, their daughter, I forget the daughter's name. What's the daughter's name? Um, that I don't know. Uh, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Um, she has the ability she has both parents abilities she she uh uh she can feel people's feelings she's more like an empath but she can also she controls fire but she can also move fire like her mom she can she has a little bit of both her parents powers but she also with this third power to you know 
create fire from nowhere. Anyway, or heat. Anyway, um, um, in the books, you know, they uh, there's a Native American guy that's tracking them. And uh, in the movie, in the old original movie, they have like George C. Scott playing a Native American. They just kind of darken his skin. And that shit would not fly today. So they actually have an actual Native American playing that part of the Native American. So there's that. But um, the movie's not great. And it feels like it should be uh, like a Netflix movie or a HBO Max movie. It doesn't feel movie worthy. It doesn't feel theater worthy. It just feels small and and low budget. But my daughter loved it because there's a 10-year-old girl exacting justice on bad guys by burning them to death with her mind. And she was all about it. <laughs> when we left, she was like, oh my God, Dad, that was an awesome movie. And I didn't have the heart to tell her, no, this that was shit, sweetie. <laughs> but I, I just I was like, well, it's not my favorite, but I, I see why you liked it. She's like, I loved it. She's like, can we see it when it comes on streaming? I was like, yeah, you can. I'm not sitting through this again. <laughs> but but uh, watch it as many times as you want. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was not good, but she loved it. Uh, but yeah, Firestarter. It, it was it was just all those things. It was just a not so good book and a not so good movie that was better than the original, but still not good. It was it took it took a movie I didn't like and then made a movie I was indifferent about. It was just okay. very, uh, you know, I didn't hate it, this new version, but, you know, it was, oh, I was yeah. like, you know, that was a movie. I wouldn't, it, didn't make, it didn't piss me off or anything. The, it, the original the, has David Keith in it. Yeah. I'm not a, I hate David Keith. Anyway. He's like the, he's like the poor, he's like the poor man's, uh, God, he looks like another actor. Um, oh, what is that actor's name? I don't know. I'm looking at him, and I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Um, well, he looks like someone that was supposed to be big and famous because he kind of has those. Let me double check and make sure I'm talking about the same guy. He played her dad. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, he was like, he was like supposed to be a big name, but he, because he, he, he has like, he's like the poor man's Kurt Russell. Yeah, me. I've always yeah. thought that he's like the poor man's Kurt Russell. He's like great value Kurt Russell. <laughs> Western family Kurt Russell <laughs> for all you Northwest people. God, yes. a, my God, he has a lot of credits. Oh yeah, 124 credits. He's got yeah. something in post production, right? Guy, yeah, the guy is working. He's a working actor. Yeah, does a lot of TV, a lot of TV. Yeah, looks like he plays a lot of uh, sheriffs too. He looks like a like a southern cop, a yeah. Southern, yeah. Yeah. but um, I don't know. So yeah, Firestarter, yeah, not so great, but not not terrible. What about you? Okay, well, speaking of uh, pe- people with powers, um, I watched the first three episodes of season three of The Boys uh, today. Me too. I watched the uh, first first three episodes just last night. <laughs> the uh, no spoilers, but the first pop i guess oh yeah <laughs> with the with the the abdomen and uh, yeah, and, at, and at other the, body 
and other body parts, but coming through the abdomen. I do not, I do not know why, but I laughed like a fucking maniac when that happened. It was that so is, fucking funny to me. That's straight <laughs> out of the comics. That's straight out of the graphic novel, dude. There's, uh, it's four graphic novels, and they're pretty. They're staying pretty for the most part, pretty close to. I mean, some of the stuff is more graphic in the graphic novels, mm-hmm. but they're staying pretty close to what's happening that that in the in the in the show than uh what's happening in the graphic novels i mean yeah that because that whole club is just all supers that uh that um that they kind of just online do their drugs and fuck around yeah but yeah it's uh <laughs> so they just really amped up all the all the shit because I, I i couldn't i'm glad i waited till there's three episodes at least so i could just watch three uh, now I'm kind of stuck because I'm going to watch Friday's show. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait another, you know, another three weeks. Well, they did unload two at once because I think this season's only going to have, uh, I think, eleven episodes. So, and we're only in, already on episode three. They come out every Friday. I thought. Uh, were they? Were the others that long? Uh, yeah, there were eight to ten episodes. Uh... I think so. Let me double check. I enjoyed. I'm. I'm on it right now. Um, yeah, there weren't. Yeah, this uh, eight. Uh, yeah. Eight. Okay, so it was eight. I thought it was eleven. But uh, yeah, they weren't. They weren't. Yeah, there was. They weren't that long. I uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed him shopping on Amazon. Thought that was a nice little. Uh, Oh yeah, nice little, nice little touch, and also apparently sponsored by fucking Nabisco because there are cheese its in like every third scene. Really, I didn't <laughs> even notice <laughs> that. I usually uh, I have horrible attention to detail, but sometimes little things catch my eye, and I'm just like, why is there why is there a cheese its bag in every fucking ep- in every fucking scene? <laughs> They're Jeez. everywhere. So keep an eye on this. Not, don't necessarily rewatch. Re- re- these it bags in the next episode because I'm pretty sure there'll be some in there. Um, but- Man, and it, I love this show because you know they they have all their their analogs for the DC universe basically. But if Superman was bad, this is exactly what Homelander. I mean, it's just he's just evil Superman. And right. you think about it, how terrifying it is. How are they going to fucking stop him? How the guy? It is so un. He's so unstable. Yeah. And he's running shit. Even the guy that he answered to is starting to realize uh, I, I can't contain this. Yeah. And he just it, it, he he plays it so well. Yeah. Anthony Starr just the the where he's on the where he's on the, the talking head show. And after the cameras go off, you know, after they say clear, and he keeps the smile going for just a little bit longer than yep. after they said clear, and then it drops, and just like the little the little touches that he brings to the character are uh, pretty fucking amazing. Even if yeah. he does want to, even if he does want to punch bartenders or whatever. But I love that this season started out really strong. I mean, well, every every season has been pretty strong, but. Just it's just like I don't know. I was just all in. I was so in, um, and you know, just like Carl Urban should do more stuff. He's such a good actor. 
he I was thinking about though, he's done a bunch of shit. Oh yeah. This is his should, third major franchise. But he should he should be a big star. You know what I mean? Well, I guess fourth. His fourth major franchise, because he gets he got really ramped up in Lord of the Rings. And then he's in the Abrams Star Treks. He's in uh the MCU and this. I mean, like he's yeah. who's in he's MCU? Okay. Um what's his name? He's one of the um he's one of the badass guardians. Oh no! Yeah, he was. He he doesn't have a huge part in it. But... No, no, no. He was. I forget the character's name. Uh, it was in the Thor movie. I forget the guy that the, the the character. I forget the character's name, but the guy was like a total shit, piece yeah. of shit. He ends up, he ends up at the eleventh hour, like doing a good noble thing, but he ended up getting killed by a death. Death kills him. Uh, Thor's sister. Hella. Hella. Yeah, Hella. Helena. She kills. She kills him. She kills him in the comics too. Dirge. Yeah. 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 And yeah, he was it, a kind of a shitty dude in the comics and in the show. But at the last minute, he, it's like this is too fucked up. But um, yeah, he ends up getting killed. So we're not gonna see him again in the Marvel universe. But yeah, he's well, he, until he comes back as somebody else, like they do with fucking everybody else. Yeah, maybe. I'm still um, on his going. No, I'm not mad at all. I think it was the best move ever. Uh, he, I can't imagine anyone else being a Captain America. Yeah, Chris right. Evans was fucking awesome. Yeah, he nailed it. He and he was good as it. he was good as Johnny Storm too. Yeah, he was, but but he was in a. You know what I mean? He was still yeah. He's a good character. I don't blame a, him for that. Yeah, no, not at all. I don't blame any of the actors. They had subpar. I mean, it's only going to get done right now that it's in Marvel's hands. Under under Foggy's kind of uh, you know production, so now we'll probably see a, a a worthy you know Fantastic Four, but we haven't seen a good one yet. It's been just shit on top of shit. Hey, but, let's make an even worse version. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you too much about the boys. Was there anything else? Oh no, that? no, just uh, just been watching it. It's uh, enjoyable. Obviously, we both watched it, so um, yeah. Uh, but, um, and I, you know, usually around the third season, I'm thinking like, eh, this, this stuff's starting to show cracks, but you're right. Thus far, it's okay. Three episodes, they have time to fuck it up. But I, I feel like this is almost the reverse because so many series start off really strongly. And then, you know, over the years taper off. But it seems like this has been consistently good and getting better yeah. as it goes along. And maybe because it's from existing IP, that probably helps. That, you know, uh, I, I, I can't remember who the creator is of uh, the, the graphic novels. But, um, you, you know, obviously he, he had a plan when he started out. Right. He wasn't just like, whoa, he wasn't, he was he wasn't Damon Lindeloffing it, I guess <laughs> would be the, the best way to put it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just like, just keeps kind of getting better as it goes. So what, you know, I'm not complaining. No, but uh, yeah, I, I, I can't wait. It's, it's a, <laughs> that shows like event TV for me. I'll come home and watch it if I know what's up. So, I don't know. Um, 
since uh, another, since we're talking shows, I'll talk one more show that uh, before I get into more movies that I watched, I told you I wanted to talk about, since there's so many podcasts doing it, I wanted to talk about um, the Obi-Wan um, show miniseries after it was all completed. But I got, I'll just say this real quick. I've been watching it. I watched the first three episodes with my daughter. We were, you know, I was going to watch it earlier, but she had me, she wanted to wait so I could, so we could watch together. So we just kind of binged the, the, the first three. Cause it's only a, I think it's only six episodes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, God damn, it's really good. It's really good. I am enjoying it a lot. Oh, that's good to know. I have not watched it yet. So, um, I was gonna, cause Carol wants to watch it. Cause you know, she's after the, after the Mandalorian, she's actually been enjoying, you know, the star Wars properties. And uh, now, so we've been watching it together. Now I'll say this. Um, I, I I really want to get in depth after you get a chance to see it. If you do watch in a reasonable amount of time, I don't want to wait forever. But right, if no. if you do, uh, there's definitely some things I have issue with. Some as just it's just it's almost stupid. I was like, why are they doing this? This is really dumb. But um, um, it is uh, other than those few nitpicks. I'm really, really enjoying it. And, uh, you know, of course, Star Wars fans are some of the fucking worst, the absolute worst people. Yeah. When you have fans and actors from another property chiming in on Twitter and stuff like, hey, Star Wars fans, you dicks, why don't you, you know, dial it down? Um, (laughs) You know, you, you know, it's pretty fucked up, you know? Yeah. Uh, cause, uh, one of the, 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 I know what the trailers are portraying, but it's not that it's not, it's, it's letting you think the show's about one thing, but it's about something else. It, it takes you in a different direction. And, um, uh, they have these inquisitors and these are either ex Jedi that didn't get killed in order 66 that were, that are now working with the empire under Vader to track down the remaining Jedi or their four sensitive people that the empire got to first. And they're not, they're not like Sith level, but they are very skilled in what they do. And they're all four sensitive. And, um, and so their whole purpose is to track down Jedi. And uh, there's just uh, one in particular that you're following this inquisitor uh, this black woman, Moses Ingram, and uh, she's kind of a real badass inquisitor. She's uh, she's a villain, but there's something I wouldn't be surprised if you find out because the show opens. I'm just going to s- small spoiler. The okay. show opens at the at the Jedi Temple during Order sixty six. So just little kids getting wiped out left and right. Literally, it's kind of a metal way to open. <laughs> and uh we're not fucking around <laughs> but i would i would not be surprised if we're finding out she was one of those kids that got away because this is 10 years later uh, uh, uh leia 
Leia and um, Luke are 10 years old. Okay. And uh, living their lives, they don't know, they don't have any knowledge of who they are yet. And uh, obviously, they won't for another, I think, nine years, because I think Luke was 19 in Star yeah. Wars. So, um, uh, so this is 10 years in, and, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if she was one of those kids that uh, they have said nothing. This is just me pontificating on it because there, there's definitely something about her and we're in episode three, but they haven't revealed it yet. And okay. uh, I'm guessing, I bet you, she's one of those kids that got left behind. and Because she has a hard-on for finding Obi-Wan. And everyone, including Vader, is like, we haven't seen him. Oh, and you do see Vader. And holy shit, dude. Kind of like, well, at least so far, in this third episode, kind of like in Rogue One, they kind of show you why people fear Vader. That was my favorite, that was my favorite part of that entire movie. Oh yeah, which I liked Rogue One. It was basically the too. Dirty Dozen. But it yeah, was, it was decent. That I mean, tacked-on thing that they thought of last minute to kind of show you just you know because you haven't just like Boba Fett, you don't even the show unfortunately doesn't really show you fully why he's so feared. But right. Rogue One definitely shows you why Vader was feared. It's like yeah, holy you, shit, you get to see Vader be Vader. Yeah, is how I've always described it. You know, it's oh, it's Darth Vader, Darth Vadering instead of just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wandering was, around and talking to people. He does a little bit of that in Episode Three, and yeah, I so, mean, I I was watching it with Eloise, and uh, he does something so egregious. I was like, oh, come on! <laughs> and, and even my daughter was like, Jesus! <coughs> it was like no one is safe if he's upset. No one. Including a kid, if he's got to break a kid's Excellent. neck using the force to prove a point, he will well, do it. I mean, that's how he got his start, right? He's just playing the hits. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, basically. But I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I obviously gave it away a little bit. But in Rogue One, or not Rogue One, in um, in Revenge of the Sith, you know, you saw a bunch of kids there, and he turns on his saber, and then you find, you know, you don't see it. Right. He pulls a kid out of his house. He pulls his kid's father out of the house because he's trying to draw out Obi-Wan. And he, and the guy, he lifts him, is force choking him in the air. The little boy runs out, maybe eight or nine, like, Dad, no, please stop. Slams the boy against the wall, snaps his neck. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> uh See, I, the, the, <laughs> I appreciate that they're adulting up Star Wars a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, like I'm not obviously I'm not cheering for people snapping children's necks, but, <laughs> but you know, like that's part of the reason we we watch things is because you know watching the bad guy be bad is is fun to do. Right? Exactly, exactly. It's the same thing. With, it's the same thing with Homelander. Like just unhinged evil is is fun to watch sometimes, and like I don't I identify with that person i don't hold them up but it's fun to watch bad guys be bad in fiction sometimes it's like, holy so. shit he is, it's like he is definitely not fucking around <laughs> i think this darth vader guy might be serious you know what he's upset and i i you know what i think i believe him 
it's okay, Darth. Work through your work through your uh, work through your your anger. It's okay. So yeah, I uh, I'm enjoying it immensely. I hope it just keeps going with the route it's going because I'm I'm having fun with it. Even though there's a few things that I want I can't wait to talk to you about because it's it, it it's it was just it's I thought it was a nitpick when I said it. And then I listened to a podcast that brought up the exact nitpick that I did. It's like, okay, good. I'm justified in this because this is fucking dumb. But um, I'm not the only one. Yeah, it was. But oh, a movie I saw. Uh, oh, wait, is there anything? Uh, well, is there something else? Well, I said we go tit for tat, and I'm tended. I feel like I'm doing all the doing too much um, talking. So, um, well, I've been so much is coming out right now that it's almost impossible to talk about all of it because right. pretty much everything that I had been watching on HBO all of a sudden came out with new seasons. Um, so I, I don't know if you've seen Hacks at all. No. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, Jean, uh, Jean Smart is just... She, she is an excellent comedic actress and she's decent at drama and is one of the few actors who isn't a stand-up who can actually deliver stand up fairly well, if that makes sense. Um, Cause you know, sometimes when people try to play comedians like, and do stand up terrible. Oh yeah. It's usually terrible. You know, if, like they, if they don't have a comedian doing it, it, it comes across as someone trying to do an impression of a comedian. Right. And that was, that was part of the reason I stopped watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, like, not nothing against Rachel uh, Bronahan, but like just her delivery in the stand-up parts were wasn't believable, you know. And they're, yeah, they're I don't know why they that. don't just have comedians yeah. write it, right? Well, At least write those parts. You know what I mean? I think that uh, I think that they do on Hacks, and they don't on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I think that's part of it, okay. um, because Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is the same person who did the. Um, shit, Gilmore Girls. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I think that's the case. Um, But, uh, and that, of course, was known for, uh, was known for, you know, really speedy talking, not not quite Sorkin-esque, but uh, similar. Um, And her her stand-up sounds like that. Gotcha. Um, Which... You know, in the don't get me wrong, in the right in in the right context, that's fine. But with stand up, um, so uh, yes, she's also the producer of the Gilmore Girls. Um, but Gene uh, Smart doing um, doing stand up is it sounds sounds like a stand up, or at least closer than any other actor I've ever heard. Um, but of course, uh, Barry season three came out. I don't know if you've seen any of Barry. With Bill I, you know, yeah, I I started to watch it, then I lost. I kind of stopped watching it, not because it was bad. I was just like, to be honest, there's just so much good TV out. It kind of yeah. got lost in the shuffle. And now, when I saw that season three is here, or is it season three? Yeah, yeah. I started watching that as well as season four of Stranger Things, which I'm already loving. It's fucking great. But uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go for no, it. no. Uh, so, uh, Barry, um, uh, I watched Julia on HBO, the the Julia Child biopic miniseries. Was that good? Um, I liked it, but I I always liked Julia even as a kid. Like she'd have some show on on OPB or whatever, and I'd watch her cook because it entertained me. 
Um, and it's got a really good cast. Uh, David Hyde Pierce is in it, Baby New Earth. Um, uh, so very uh, made for love. I don't know if you've seen that. It's uh, got Ray Romano is the biggest name in it that I know um, about a woman who's married to a tech billionaire the chip in her brain that controls her <laughs> controller oh um, yeah excuse me so I, that that had season two i've been watching kim's convenience have you seen kim's convenience no dude kim's convenience is fucking hilarious it is it canadian do you, do you know any of the the basics no i don't honestly. uh so it's two uh korean immigrants who have a convenience store in i think they're in toronto um, and their kids, uh, their son is played by Simu Liu, um, who you may know as uh, uh, Shang-Chi uh, from the, the same name. Um, and it's, it's a situation comedy where it isn't the situations that the comedy comes from, it's the characters in the situations. I know that sounds like I'm just describing a situation comedy, but that's not exactly it. Um, and, you know, in one episode I've watched, in one 20-minute episode, um, I've laughed at least twice as much as I did at the Pentaverate. So All uh, right. the, the father is the Asian cop from The Mandalorian. Okay. But, you know, because there's Dave Filoni. And, right, right. And he's, he's the Asian cop in that and is going to be the... Uh, in the live-action Avatar that Netflix is doing, um, he is playing Uncle Iroh. Um, I don't know if you watched any of The Last Airbender. No, I haven't. Oh. My daughter loves that show. It's something that slipped past me, and I, I don't really care to try and figure it out. It's Isn't just it? too much. It just doesn't look. It doesn't Isn't speak it? to me. Huh? It? <laughs> just doesn't speak to me. You know, where I cla- you know where I put it in the pantheon of golden age of television, right? I put it up there with, I put it up there with the Sopranos and Deadwood and a lot of those, uh, the wire, obviously completely different tone than those, but in the the level of quality of storytelling, I put it in with those uh, much more adult television shows because it's that fucking good. It's kind of where she's, she's, you know, she just, my daughter's never seen the wire, but (laughs) She she yeah. speaks of it with the reverence you do, and so I know it's for somebody. It's just not for me. I don't even <laughs> like anime. I don't even like anime. Oh, see, I like some anime quite a. I like a few, not many. I am certainly not an anime fan. But, uh, but anyway, uh, Kim's Convenience is highly entertaining, and they're twenty minute episodes. So you, and it's on Netflix. You just through one while you're like washing the dishes or whatever and it's 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 great uh it's it's great entertaining tv and there's a little bit of pathos and you know there's some there's some drama mixed in it's not just you know funny 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 but i i uh, i do recommend at least watching the first four or five episodes it doesn't take long okay so that's i think that's most of what i'm watching (laughs) Well, I uh, like I said, I was watching Stranger Things. I'm not done with that. I'll talk about that later. Uh, I want to talk about that when it's done because it's kind of set in a few. I mean, this season has two. Uh, I think it's I think it's seven episodes, and then the last two are um, 
the last two episodes are, I think, clocked in at two and a half hours each. So it's like two movies or two hours and two and a half hours. So, and you know, if it's been almost, it's been two years between, or two and a half years between season three and season four. So these kids are a lot older. They're in high school now, but they look a little older than the, some of the ages they're playing, especially one of the characters. They keep putting them in these little, like little kid, not little kid, but like middle school age kid clothes, but he's got wide ass shoulders and shit. And like, it's like, you're not fooling anybody, dude. He's you, gained his man, man weight. Yeah. He's starting to he's all thick in the chest and shit. And he's supposed to be playing a 14 year old. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not buying this. <laughs> <laughs> who is <laughs> you know but you know whatever it's still a good show that I being will, said I will take your word for it have you not watched any of Stranger Things I watched uh, part of it Jesus Christ dude now that's a, that's a, that's, that's a crime because you that's really good TV I will t- I'll tell you what I'll tell you Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> I did not like. I did not. I did not like it. I started watching it, and I was like, "I was these kids in this time, and nobody fucking talked like that." Well, yes, I know it's a minor. It's a minor thing to most people, and I understand that. But I just, I could not get into it. Oh, how much? Let me guess. You gave it one episode. Uh, maybe. Jeez. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I feel forced <laughs> reviews coming, but I'll let it go for now. <laughs> it's bubbling up I'll tell you that much <laughs> yeah this thing you hated guess what you're gonna watch it and it's you know the whole point I, I stop I don't do too many force reviews of Marcel at least I took away his power to give me force reviews because he for starters he, he got lazy <laughs> he would hey. do like when we did the whole point of force reviews was based on a conversation we had we're talking about some movie, and I couldn't believe he hadn't seen it. Oh, it was um, it was uh, Inglorious Bastards, and no. uh, and I was like, "How have you not seen that movie?" He's like, oh, "I don't know, I just haven't seen it. I don't care to see it." I was like, "Give me a fucking break! You're watching that movie," and he's like, "So you you have to watch. It. That's going to be the next episode." And he watched it, and he loved it. In fact, it was like his one of his favorite movies of that year. And it was another movie we had done that with. I was like, I can't believe you haven't seen this. You claim to be this big movie guy. You haven't seen this. So I told him we had to watch it. He watched it. He loved it. So we started having this thing called Force Reviews. The whole point was a movie that we felt was good that for whatever reason, be it interest or, or just laziness or just not knowing, Whatever the reason was, you didn't see this movie. I can't believe you didn't see it. You need to see this movie. And and we would go tit for tat. But after about three weeks, there was like, he didn't have anything that I hadn't already seen. <laughs> you know? Well, so, that, would be the, that would be the problem. Yeah. I could, probably get, I could probably get you with a lot of documentaries, I'm guessing. Maybe. I watch a shitload of documentaries. I watch, a, I don't watch probably, I don't watch as probably as many as you do, but I do watch quite a few. Yeah. And um, so, but I, but I watch documentaries like you watch horror movies. They're, uh, well, they're there like you my, go. Then you're like they, my, my favorite thing pretty much. So, okay. So, yeah. Then, yeah. You, and then definitely probably seen more of them than I have. 
but um, but it got to a point to where he wasn't even watching some of the movies he was reviewing. Like I, I, I when I, I took his 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 power away to do it, I was like, uh, I was like, all right, you can't do this anymore. You can't be trusted because we we had a movie. It was a forced review, and I had him watch one some movie, and he was like, uh, I watched it, and I was like. I said, did you watch the movie I told you to watch? And he's like, oh, no, I didn't watch it. It's like, all right, we'll talk about the movie that I watched. And so I start talking about it, and he didn't know what I was talking about. And after like a minute, I was like, wait a minute, did you even watch this fucking movie? Oh, no. I was like, what the fuck did you have me watch it for? Well, I thought you might want to watch it. I was like, it's not the whole point of this fucking thing. So you can't do it anymore. And then he was, then he felt like, and then it was like he was, trying to get me to watch movies he knew I would hate. I was like, it's not, it's not the point. And it's like, uh, like the Transformers movies. I have no interest. And none of them are that good. None of them. The best one is the first one. And it's not great upon revisiting. That's and, the only one I've seen. And yeah. I've only seen it once. And I and will not like, be watching anymore. He would always defend them. And then his, his, his go-to was like, well, those Fast and Furious movies suck. Yeah, I know. But they're fun. It's kind of the point, you know. It's they're aware they're not great. They're aware they're beating the laws of physics to the point to where they're fucking superheroes at this point, and uh, and that they're that you know. But I, I'm not trying to defend them. You know, you could I you could say those movies yes, they're are dumb. awful. You could say they're awful, dumb, and fun, and you would be right on all counts. <laughs> so that's not the point of this. But anyway, I digress. Um, so. I, that was the whole point of Force Reviews, is to watch a good movie. So I feel I might have to make you watch Stranger Things in the future because that's ridiculous. It's a great show. Um, okay. Oh, yes. we'll, 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 tr- we'll trade that for Avatar. That's all yeah, well, I'll watch Avatar. You know, there's only four seasons of Stranger Things, and there's only going to be four seasons. Avatar has been around like a decade. I'm not going to watch like a. 400 episodes dude it ended after three seasons oh what's that show that oh they have all these spin-off shows because my daughter watches a ton of them then well there was legend of korra which was also three episodes or three yeah. seasons but yeah, no yeah. i'm not i'm not i'm not saying legend of korra uh, i liked legend of korra um it's decent but it's not as good as uh the last Airbender. Mm. all right all right another movie i watched Oh, go ahead. Um, it's okay. Um, Hulu. What's cool about Disney buying up Fox is that you see you're getting a lot of these direct to Hulu movies that would mm-hmm. normally be on Fox or in a theater, but they just kind of just uh, inventory of they, they barely beefed up their content because they won't put any radar content on Disney Plus. They put all the radar content on Hulu. Right, because they own sixty percent of Hulu. Um, so I watched this movie with uh, Sebastian Stan and Daisy Edgar Jones, and it's called Fresh. Now I'll give a quick synopsis, and I'll give you a brief. It's uh, the horrors of modern dating seen through one young woman's defiant battle to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. That is an understatement. This movie should not be as interesting and good as it is. It has no right to be as good as it is. 
And I'm surprised yeah. it's kind of getting slept on because uh, it's this woman's like going on a date and then the guy she meets is Sebastian Stan. He's a doctor. He's not at all like the guys because it opens, the show opens on one of her bad dates. And her uh, best friend, Jojo Gibbs, this uh, woman that's just like uh, beautiful black woman that's like a gym rat and just real pretty, but also a lesbian and not a man hating lesbian. She just wants a friend to go get laid. And, and she's like, you know, you know, you need to, you need to find a good guy. And she thinks she found one in Sebastian band Stan, and he's not what he says he is. And it's, I, I don't want to give it away because it's fucking crazy. The movie gets nuts and it's so interesting it was like i went in thinking i would just watch you know i'd watch it half watch it play on my phone about a half hour in i was 100 in paying attention because it takes some wild turns and you you're kind of like what the fuck is going to happen next and i really i was surprised not a lot of people are talking about this movie because they probably looked at the trailer and thought what I thought. That was your typical thriller. It's so much more than that. And it was a lot of fun to watch. And I was kind of surprised some of the things they, some of the choices they made. Uh, I strongly suggest you check it out. Fresh. Okay. It's on okay. Hulu. I've, I've, heard, I've heard about it. I've uh, actually saw an, a review of it not too long ago, and it does look interesting. Um, the... Uh, the, I, I know the basic premise. Um, yeah. And, yeah, he's uh, uh well, it just uh, he's a cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll just say that. But uh, the depths of what, why, it's just kind of crazy. It's more than just, you got to watch it. I don't want to give it away because when you, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And uh, I was told, the funny thing is, I'm kind of a jaded when it comes to horror, I think I've seen it all because I've seen so much, and I kind of think, you know, I I can say something's good that I'm not excited about, but I was like, I was like, I kind of forgot I, I was like, I was I was like, oh, wow, I was really into that movie. It was uh, made some choices and took some turns I was not expecting, so I ended up like liking it more than I thought I would. So. If it can get a jaded horror guy like me into it, I think the average yeah. movie watcher will really like it because it doesn't do the typical tropey stuff. Well, that's always nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't mind a good trope when it's used. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. At the same time, like if you can avoid them, uh, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. I like Sebastian Stan. I know. I, he's a good actor. He's, he's, he, I enjoy watching him. He's yeah. fun to watch. Um, and I, I know I, I may be in the minority there. Um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, sixty-one episodes, twenty-two minutes long. All right, we might have to do a force review of uh, season by season. But, but we have to wait until we have to wait until Stranger Things is done. Well, that's why I'm saying season by season. You <laughs> oh, okay. watch one season of that. I'll watch okay. one season of Airbender. We'll give ourselves like I don't know. Let's say. 40 days or something and revisit the topic later and okay. then talk about it, you know, go by there. And okay. whether, cause uh, 
uh, one the one I did give um, Marcelo reprieve, and uh, we did uh, we did it ten season or ten episode by ten episodes. I forgot what I had him watch, but he had me watch. Um, uh, what is that show? Gotham. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how good Gotham is, and I was like, I have zero fucking interest in that shit. All the people involved in Batman without Batman, who gives a fuck? <laughs> and <laughs> and I, watched I, it, it. I watched it, and it it was actually not as bad as I thought it was. I ended up finishing the season. Now, I what I first I watched, I watched the entire series. The it so wasn't great. It wasn't no. great. But and it I had would its moments. Yes, it did. And if it didn't and if it wasn't all done and I could just watch it at will, even at points where I could half watch it just to see what this character would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh if, if I had to if I had to wait week for week, I would have never w- finished it. But yeah. because the show had been over several years by the time I got to start watching it, I was like, "Well, how's this going to end?" And then my daughter got into it, so it'll become a show. We kind of, kind of like Flash. We started watching it to hate watch it, and talk about how stupid these characters are. But uh, at the same token, part of us wanted to know how this is going to wrap itself up, and it wrapped up shittily. I mean, it was, I, whew, it was awful. I understand. I understand that impulse. I totally get it. Like I did. Well, like Lost. You know. Yeah. Uh, that was that was that for me like you know like god damn it that i gotta see how this fucking ends so i'm gonna plow my way through the last three goddamn se- seasons and lo and behold i was disappointed great mm. shocking <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh what was that babbling about oh yeah so yeah i, I you know we'll revisit this but yeah let's let's do that I'll do a season of Avatar. You do a season of Stranger Things, and then we'll talk about it at the end. Um, uh, movie, another movie. I got two more movies, and I would call it a, call it a night because I got to call it a day. I got to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I'm a big fan of Ty West. Um, Ty West. Uh, I know the name. Yeah, he's done some movies. He's done the Innkeepers. Uh, the House of the Devil, uh, the Sacraments. Oh yes, yes, yes. Because you you made me watch. I think um, the House of the Devil. You made me watch House of the Devil, and I'm glad that I did. That was that was good. Like just old school, fucking not yeah. not super gory, but great horror. Yes, I'm. I'm very glad that uh, that you made me watch that. Yeah, he. Uh, the, the, yeah, that House of the Devil was like a 1980s satanic panic movie that looked like it was made in 1980. Yeah. I mean, it really looked like he like you're watching this old movie, and that's that was. I mean, it was like that's just kind of the genius of some of the stuff he does. Uh, he kind of pulls it off again in this movie uh, X. Uh, I watched it finally. It's like a, it's 1979, and a group of this is in the time when, when you would have real filmmakers trying to get into the film industry via through porn. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, yeah, there's filmmakers are out to make this adult, this really good artsy adult movie in Texas, and they rent this house, 
of this old couple. And over the course of that night, shit just goes sideways. And uh, especially when the old folks realize that they're shooting a porn in this in the guest house. <clears throat> and uh, it was really good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and it actually, with, with Ty West, he's real big on character development in all his horror stuff, in all of his movies, but in particular his horror. He doesn't like the term elevated horror. He's like, they're just good movies. They're just movies. Some They're not for everybody, but he always makes it a point to do some character development so when the deaths happen, you kind of don't want them to die or you feel something if they do. And he's really good about it. And Brittany Snow's in this, playing way against type. I don't know if you know who Brittany Snow is. She was a character actor. She was in she was in the Pitch Perfect movies. She was in Hairspray. She was in the in that shitty PG thirteen remake of Prom Night. She's known for Light Fair, and she's playing this. Uh, oh, what's this? She's playing this porn star named Bobby Lane, and and Bobby Lynn, and uh, just uh She's basically uh, a version of like Marilyn Chambers or, or you know, one of those porn stars from the seventies. Anyway, you have Honestly, these. When you when you said her name, I thought that she was a porn star. Oh. <laughs> <Who was laughs> Pretty snow. It does have a porny it sound to it, doesn't it? A little, little bit, a little bit. Uh, and rapper Kid Cudi is in this, who I did not recognize because he was acting. Like real acting, I was like, "Why does that guy look familiar? Why does that actor look familiar?" And then I, I was watching it with Cashel, my girlfriend. And I'm like, "That guy looks familiar," and then, and then I looked him up. I was like, "Oh my god, that's Kid Cudi." I'm like, I'm not a fan of his music. I don't really listen to his music, but I know who he is. Right. But he was acting his ass off. He was playing this, uh, you know, this movie takes place in 1979. So he played in this guy in his late 30s. That's you know, that, you know, spent some time in Vietnam, a little, little, you know, and he's kind of felt ass backwards into porn because he's got a huge dick and he's just going to make a go of it and try and get into real acting. And, you know, it sounds silly now, or maybe not so silly since porn is more mainstream and uh, accepted now. But uh, back then, you know, there was a lot of directors that, started in porn you know under a pseudonym obviously Wes Craven was one um um oh god I just Wes Craven's the one I can think of the most Gregory Dark is another one I don't know if you know who he is but there's a few directors that kind of moonlit doing porn uh Walt uh what's his name John Waters he did a lot of porn directed a lot of porn under a pseudonym before he started you know his film career that took off surprise me yeah, so you know, it, it back then it was one of those things because you know when you saw porn back then you went to a theater to watch it. Yeah, so you, had, you didn't have a choice. And it was and it was shot on film and video wouldn't become a thing until like you know it was they're talking about it how it's going to be the way of the future. It's 1979, you know, it won't be you know a thing. Porn as you can that was going to be a big selling point. You can get your dirty movies and take them home. And that was, you know, that wouldn't happen until like 82, 83 before it really took off. Yeah. So it was like, um, it's pretty good. It was a really good movie, really good character driven horror film that was super gory in parts. I enjoyed it. And Ty West just kind of reminded people why he's, why he's good. 
I really I enjoyed it. it. I, in fact, I, I bought it. I knew I would like it because I've liked so much of stuff he's done. And so I, I, it's, you know, I wanted to see this in the theater and I didn't get a chance to. So I bought it sight on, you know, I just bought it blind uh, at like uh, Target and I'm glad I did. Enjoyed it. So is it streaming anywhere? Uh, it might be. You might have to pay for it. But yeah, it, I check Amazon. Uh, rent or buy for four nine from four ninety nine. Sweet, it's definitely worth it. Okay, I really I enjoyed it. I mean, it really is a it's a it's really if I'm being honest, it's about old people angry about growing old, you know, hmm. and 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 uh, they're just you know basically you know their feeling is youth is wasted on the young, and. They're just mad that they can't do the things that they want to do. It's kind of crazy. I can. I'm starting to identify with that, but uh, (laughs) I'll say no more. Quick, a quick digression. Uh, Just uh, as my my journey towards old man happens. um, In the last two weeks, I have purchased a new weed eater and a new pair of expensive slippers. Oh, my friend. Yeah, I'm, it's it's happening. It's it's happening. There's just the, the slippers really sent it home. I was like, oh, you know, I need new slippers. These these have been chewed on when Lou was a puppy, and oh, I need these. They're they're kind of threadbare, and I'm gonna go get some. I was like forty dollars slippers, dear friend. Hell yeah. Hey, um, uh, just uh, this is like not part of the show, but I'm just gonna say it anyway. Uh, try and keep. Uh, keep the save the date next month, uh, July twenty second. It's a Friday. It's also my birthday. I I, I knew that actually. It's not just I know my twenty twos. Yeah, and uh, it's my fiftieth, so it's a big. It's going to be a big to do. Damn yo. Yeah. That being said, uh, the day before yesterday, I'm in uh, a Walmart looking for a couple items with my daughter. And, you know, we were in the aisle, we're in an aisle, and there was a stack of, like, I don't have air conditioning at my house. Mm-hmm. I have, like, those little, you know, the little R2 unit ones that I can move from room to room, you know? Yeah. yeah but I was looking to get a window unit to put in my bedroom, and uh, I was... Um, I was looking at one as like I saw one at a price that I liked for the, what they were offering. And I'm just staring at it, going through, looking at reading the side of the box, you know? And my daughter's like, can we go dad? And I was like, in a minute, in a minute. She's like, we're not even here to, to get this. We're here to get this, you know, whatever this, that, and the third. I was like, yeah, I know. Just give me a minute. And then she, <laughs> she fucking nailed it. She goes, are you at the age that, you're really interested in appliances now. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I had to stop and laugh. And I was like, you know what? I think I am. (laughs) You started to raise the hand to to, to backhander and you were like, wait, nope, you're right. I'm like, I'm just reading the side of the box and like making mental notes for later. (laughs) So I can compare prices for, another unit that's similar, you know, if I'm, what's the best deal? She's like, are you at the age where you're interested in appliances now? I'm like, God damn it. I am. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. 
All right. So I'll Anyways. talk. Well, I'll give uh, one last, uh, one last thing uh, that I watched, um, and then we'll call the night. Uh, I saw Top Gun, uh, Ma- Maverick. Okay. Uh, and now I've said this before. Usually, generally, when you have a, a movie that's a real popular movie and then it's sequels 10, 20, 30 years removed, they generally aren't great. Like, <clears throat> I remember when uh, Marcel and I were, we reviewed um, Coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America. He was excited about it. I was not. I was like, that movie came out 32 years ago. I don't think it's going to be great. And it was not, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good. And it, I, you know, it certainly it, wasn't the original, I'm assuming. I have as yet to watch it. No, it's, it, it has some funny moments, but it has some stuff that's just corny and it's just not good. And uh, I, I was so funny. Marcel tried to defend it. And then I pressed him a little bit. And I was like, oh, you thought this was the greatest. You thought this was good. You thought this was and then finally had to admit, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that great. It didn't have to do it because it wasn't great. Now, this Maverick is basically a soft reboot because you have a lot of characters that are similar to the original characters. And it really is an exercise in nostalgia. But I'll tell you what, all the stuff that you liked about the first Top Gun. It gives you more of that, a lot more, and it explains some things. It even makes, even gives credence to that gay ass volleyball scene. <laughs> I was going to ask if the if the homoeroticism was still there or not. Uh, a little bit, but they threw a couple women in there because there's a couple women in this team. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I liked it. It was okay. this movie is 36 years removed from the original, and it was. One, it was a better movie. Okay. And, and I watched the original Top Gun a couple days before seeing this one just to kind of get reacquainted. And you watch that first Top Gun, it moves at a, at a breakneck pace. Three, the fourth scene that Tom Cruise and, and they're not big scenes, but the fourth scene that Tom Cruise and uh, what's her name, uh, the love interest, share. Yeah. They share the by the time they're in the fourth scene together, she's professing her undying love for him. She's like, I can't, excuse me, she's like, I can't do this. I'm falling in love with you. And I was like, wow, that was that was 15 minutes ago, <laughs> you know, in this movie because the movie's only an hour and a half. And uh, <laughs> was, was it George Lucas? Faster and more intense. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this movie uh, doesn't overstay its welcome, it moves pretty fast. It it answers like like okay like there's a scene you know the, the there's the notorious gay homoerotic um, volleyball scene they have a similar scene with uh, touch football on the beach and uh, John Hamm plays the superior and it you know uh, uh, you know Tom Cruise's character should be an admiral at this point and you know with all his accolades and all the stuff he's done and able to do but. Uh, you know, you find out, you kind of explain why he's still a cat, why he's only a captain in 30 years of being you know, one of the best. And he's a Maverick, uh, he plays by his own rules. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But he kind of he can't get out of his own way type of a thing. 
and okay. and it, but it did do a good job. It did really do. I was, I kind of went to shit on this, and I I can't say I could because I actually enjoyed it. They spent time to create to give the characters some development, so you didn't want to see people go. And they, you know, it was like uh, it was a, it was a fun ride. And even like the like the team, uh, they have this touch football game, and John Hamm's character is asking. Tom Cruise, like, why the hell you got to get these guys ready for this impossible task, you know, that they got to train for Did You have to train them for what are you doing? He's like, this is part of it. They don't look at each other. They look at each other as rivals. They need to look at each other as a team and as people. And this is how you do it. And that kind of like when you watch it, if you're everyone that, you know, in the theater that saw the first movie, which if you why would you even go to this if you hadn't seen the Top Gun, the first right. one? And uh you everyone was kind of like oh yeah so that's what that was about well, and uh, yeah and you do see val kilmer in this one it's actually a pretty touching scene uh the him and tom cruise share it's it's actually is that at the risk of sounding a little fey it's very touching you know it was <laughs> like i actually i saw it with uh a buddy of mine and his girlfriend and Cashel and i went it was like a double date type thing and i had to lean over and go i'm not crying you're crying <laughs> I just got something in my eye shut up. Onions just really, really get into my eyes. But it was, it was actually really a really touching scene. And then you realize there's a scene, where, you know, at great, at great pain, he has to speak, you know, because Val Kilmer has a trach. That's why he's always wearing right. a scarf. Right. But the, apparently they, they, uh, they ADR'd his voice in there because he has no voice without the uh, without the you know the thing you I forget what you call it but the the Use sense the of buzz box or whatever. yeah yeah the voice box that you press so um he had to like um you know so they had to ADR his voice in there a raspy kind of really thin va- you know voice but it was a very good scene and it was a very good I had a lot of fun with the movie. And like I said, the dog fighting scenes are really good. And what when you find out that none of it is CG, none of it, yeah, it is all. And in fact, all the stuff with uh, Tom Cruise in the plane, all the people that aren't you know, you know, because he has like a helicopter's plans and there's all these things, and he always wants to be do his own stunts and all this stuff as much as the insurance companies will allow. All his scene, all the scenes with them in the in the cockpit they're actually in the back seat designed to look like the front seat but they're taking those g's for real mm-hmm. okay and that they talk about that that's a that's a thing where they got to go so fast on some of these that then so they don't like pass out in mid flight because they're the right. g-force is so heavy so all that shit you're seeing is in real time and no cg no and no cockpit stuff in the studio it's all out there so that made it even more fun to watch when you know that going in it was i i can't speak enough of it uh one of those rare times a long 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 awaited sequel and is actually delivers more than the original so strong yeah. recommend for top gun i may have to sneak out next weekend while uh, she does homework and go see it mm. go to a matinee or something yeah but it was a, uh, you know, if you like Top Gun, you'll love Top Gun Maverick. 
I, I don't remember liking or disliking Top Gun. I, re- I watched it once when I was, you know, was first out on video. And right. I remember being like, oh, okay, yeah, that was a movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I passively liked it, but I really liked the second one. I know, no, and, you know, I have to admit, you know, that was a time in my life when I was really just starting to go to movies by myself. And, you know, you get a little bit of independence as a, I was like 14 when the movie came out. So, right. so um, it definitely plays on nostalgia. Well, I would expect but, uh, but, they would be uh, silly not to. Yeah, but um, so I'm sure that's driving the bus for most of this. But, you know, I had the same kind of thing when I saw Blade Runner 2054 and I didn't walk away thinking uh, I didn't walk away stoked like oh, it was a really fun time. I didn't feel that way as much as I thought it was good. It just I didn't really I didn't I don't revisit it. I'd watch this again when it's on TV. Absolutely. Well, but Denis Villeneuve doesn't exactly do like feel good fare either. <laughs> this is true. This is true. It's kind of a bummer. It's kind beautiful of a bummer. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, that looked great, but damn. <clears throat> yeah. All right, folks. I think I've chatted a little too much about TV and movies and shit. But can um, you ever, can you ever too much? I mean, really. Yeah, this is true. But uh, we will come back uh, next week. Maybe it'll be Evan. Maybe it'll be Marcel with some Evan segments. At this point, I don't know. So (laughs) we will. It's the mystery box. Yes. One thing for sure, uh, Evan, I'll talk to you this weekend, and we'll see about that uh, fourth review of Avatar versus Stranger Things, because I think that's a worthy project to work on. All right. Sounds good. All right, folks, we'll see you next week. Bye.